Red Notice is hitting Netflix this weekend, but is it worth that precious, precious streaming data? I'll let you know right now. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Merle with my review of Red Notice, which is one of the most high-profile Netflix original films. They put a couple hundred million dollars into this movie. They're really trying to build out Netflix, not just as a place for some movies, but as a place for huge blockbuster movies. And they have a huge amount of talent involved with this. Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, just a great trio of big A-list stars. The movie is written and directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber. His last movie that he both wrote and directed was Skyscraper, starring Dwayne Johnson, which is not a movie that I particularly enjoyed, but he's done other movies in the past that I've liked. He directed We're the Millers, he wrote and directed Dodgeball, so it's not like this is a track record that is dotted with all movies that I didn't particularly enjoy. Dwayne Johnson co-stars as FBI agent John Hartley, who has been tracking an art thief named Nolan Booth, who's played by Ryan Reynolds, around the world. Both of them meet their match in The Bishop, another high-end art thief who's played by Gal Gadot, who frames Harley as Booth's accomplice. The three race against each other to find the mythical three eggs of Cleopatra, Booth and the Bishop doing it to prove who's best, and Hartley doing it to clear his name. This is a tried-and-true formula. You have the odd couple sort of buddy comedy. Sometimes they're cops, sometimes they're crooks. Here, you have a cop and a crook with Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson. And we know that both of these actors can sell tickets, but when you're talking about going into this movie and whether you're going to enjoy it, I think really it comes down to what you think of Ryan Reynolds because Dwayne Johnson is good in this movie, but the comedy really falls onto Ryan Reynolds, and it is very much invested in his personality. So if you like Ryan Reynolds' style, if you like the sort of Deadpool quippiness that he's brought to most of his roles, then I think you're going to enjoy this movie a little bit more than somebody who's maybe not on board with Ryan Reynolds. If you're not a fan of his style or if it's starting to wear a little thin with you, then I don't think you're going to enjoy this movie as much because a lot of the success of the comedy in this film and it is an action film but it's also very much a comedy, is solely on the shoulders of Ryan Reynolds. I enjoy Ryan Reynolds. I like his style. Uh, it has not worn thin for me. I think he has really good comedic timing. I will say that I did not see any of the trailers for this movie before I saw the movie and as I was gathering elements for this review, I watched the theatrical trailers that Netflix put out for Red Notice, and I will say that a lot of my favorite jokes were in the trailers for the movie, and, you know, that's a comedy problem in general, especially with trailers. It's why I try to avoid trailers when and where I can, although now that I'm back in theaters, it's a little bit more difficult. But there are a lot of other ones that aren't in the trailers uh, that I think also land, but also, again, very, very closely tied to Ryan Reynolds and his comedic sensibilities. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, Mr. J, The Rock, whatever you want to call him, he is as dependable as his wrestling name. You know what you get when you hire The Rock. This is very much more of a straight man role. He's not really doing a whole lot of the comedy lifting in this movie. I'll give you one last chance to take me up on my offer. Well, here's my counteroffer. Mm -hmm. You're under arrest. Oh my God. Read the room. And then really the third in this trio is Gal Gadot. And I was really impressed by her in this movie only because I feel like she's been locked into, especially Wonder Woman and post-Wonder Woman, this sort of the nobility of Wonder Woman uh, in a lot of these roles. And I think that's probably where most people have seen her. Here, she's allowed to stretch her legs a little bit. She's allowed to have a little bit more fun, to play a little bit more arch. She's been in these kinds of movies before. She was in the Fast and Furious franchise, but I think that character was a supporting character 
character as most characters in the Fast franchise are. Here she's really allowed to take the spotlight and breaks up the dynamic between Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson. I feel like every time that dynamic started to get a little bit tired, they would bring in Gal Gadot and she would mix things up a little bit. And that's really one of the strengths of this movie is it does fall into convention. But every time I sort of found myself sitting back in my seat and sort of saying like, okay, this is where the movie kind of starts just going through the motions. It would do something that would then make me kind of lean forward in my seat and go, okay, that's interesting. It actually did keep me guessing, which for a movie like this, which could have just relied on on the charisma of its three stars and written a paint-by-number script, the fact that it does actually do things to keep you engaged and try to tell an original story uh, was something that I didn't necessarily expect, especially after the first five or ten minutes. In the supporting role, we have the actor Chris Diamantopoulos, who has done some really strong comedy work in the past. He plays a gangster named Soto Voce, who is one of the targets of this trio. He holds one of these mythical Cleopatra eggs. And this is another example of a supporting actor who knew what movie he was in he understood what was needed for him for his character because his performance in this film is the sort of mustache twirling supporting villain role that works in movies like this uh, this is not a grounded movie this is very much a larger than life movie and I think if we would had a very intense villain it would have seemed very odd here Soto Voce is not to be taken seriously and you can tell that Chris Diamantopoulos is having a, a lot of fun with this part He's still able to bring the menace when he needs to. But again, I think the thing with the performances in this film is everyone is very aware what kind of movie this is. You don't have people that are on different pages. It's grounded when it needs to be, but it doesn't really need to be grounded that much. And everybody sort of understands that. Red Notice is really kind of marrying a couple different kinds of movies. It's like an Ocean's Eleven meets National Treasure type adventure, but I think that they got the casting right, and again, I think that they got the screenplay largely right. Maybe some people will say that it's predictable, etc., but a sign of a movie that I'm actually engaged with is one where I am not trying to think ahead of the movie, I'm just sort of on the ride, and I was on the ride uh, with Red Notice. If you're sitting there and trying to puzzle everything out and figure out how this heist is going to work, etc., of course, there are double crosses and triple crosses because it's just that kind of movie, then you may be able to to sit and figure that stuff out. But for me, it's, it's kind of like watching a magician. If I'm watching a bad magician, I'm watching his hands and trying to figure out how he's doing the tricks. If I'm watching a good magician, I don't want to watch his hands because I like the trick that he's performing and I don't want to know what the, the real answer behind that is. Uh, I think I think that the Red Notice is the equivalent of good magic in that I didn't want to sit there and figure out what the movie had up its sleeve. I was engaged enough with the movie that I just wanted to kind of sit back and relax and let the movie reveal it to me as it went. I've always said that I checked my expectations at the door and I did, but as I was going through the door, I have to say that I didn't expect a whole lot out of Red Notice and that's nothing personal to anybody involved. It just looked like one of those opportunities where you could, as I said earlier, just coast off of the charisma of your three stars and, and and let them shoulder the burden. Uh, but I actually did end up liking this movie. It's not one of my favorite movies of the year, but I think if I were recommending that you buy a ticket for it, if it was in a theater, then I would do that. The fact that it's on Netflix, I'm definitely recommending it because I think it is absolutely worth your time if you're already a Netflix subscriber. And it's actually kind of a shame in my eyes that uh, it's not playing in theaters because I was lucky enough, I have a Cinemark theater nearby that uh, is playing Red Notice and Netflix is starting starting to play a lot of its movies for a week or two in advance to, 
to uh, streaming on Netflix. And this is the kind of movie that I think does benefit from seeing on the big screen because it is big action and sound effects and mixing, etc. And because, you know, I was in an audience, the theater was about half full or so. Uh, and, you know, you did have that laughter, the, that dynamic that helps a comedy, that dynamic that helps an action film. And I feel like watching this movie on Netflix, it's as if it already was in theaters and you're watching it when it hits uh, the home market. Uh, a lot of times Netflix will do movies, movies like Roma that I think probably reach a lot more people because they're on Netflix than they would have otherwise. And I understand the fact that, yes, ideally for me, um, you could see every movie on the big screen, but a movie like Roma or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or even The Irishman, I think is going to reach a bigger audience on Netflix. And, and I think that that's a positive that you're kind of outweighing with the negative. Here with Red Notice, uh, I think that you maybe could have gotten just as big of an audience and probably made a lot of money. Um, you know, the, the economics of Netflix and how they get their $200 million back, I don't know how that works, but I just mean as an experience, this is one of those Netflix films that I think actually uh, would have done better in theaters. But at the same time, hey, you get to watch it at home. I think it is a theatrical quality film and it's one that I enjoyed. So that is a recommendation for me on Red Notice. Thank you so much for watching my review here on the channel. Stay tuned because we have Red Notice, this review coming out today. Tomorrow it's Disney Plus Day, so there's going to be uh, potentially a lot of news breaking. People talking about trailers. Are we going to get Obi-Wan? Is there going to be a new Spider-Man trailer, etc.? And then coming up next week we have Charts, which we're going to be looking at the box office. Red Notice won't be on there. Uh, but I will also be traveling next week to see Ghostbusters at Afterlife, and you can look for that review here on the channel next Tuesday. Uh, in addition to the live show, which is coming back, I'm going to start uh, reviewing some of the Oscar contenders that are coming out. Uh, we're really doing a lot of fun stuff here on the channel, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Also, if you want to subscribe not only to the video channel, but the audio channel, I now have a podcast feed with everything that I do here on the channel, as well as some audio exclusives. You can find all of those links down in the description below. Thank you so much for watching me here on the channel. We are getting very, very close to 100,000 subscribers. We may have even crossed that threshold by the time this video comes out. Fingers crossed. We're going to do some celebration of that very soon. I really appreciate everybody's support over the last year and a half, and we are just going to keep getting hopefully bigger and better. Thanks so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.